0: This is Tony Redd, and welcome to The Red Room, unsung musicians playing behind the headline legends. And today, I have a very special guest. He's bassist extraordinaire, um, musician, vocalist. He's added artists to the resume. Ladies and gentlemen, Sam Sims. All right, what's happening? Hey, Sam, how you doing? I'm doing great. Well, you know what? I am so... I'm doing great. I'm, I'm even greater now that you decided to do this interview with me. You can do anything. I know. I know, man. This is, this is great. I tell you what, Sam, you know, I follow your career because we are also friends, but I was blown away. I know you've done some of everything, and you've played with Lottie Dottie and everybody, but this resume just blew me out of the water. I mean, you have played with. First of all, I I, I just want to say that um, I'm very proud of you. And, um, you know, we met a long time ago. We were both, you know, kiddies. And just to see you move up the musical ranks the way you have is is really incredible. And it's also very inspiring. And I just want to, first of all, let you know that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I appreciate that, Tony. You know, and, and, you know, yes, I've been very blessed over the last, you know, 30-some-odd years to be able to do what I'm doing and, you know, make a living out so.
0: Yeah, and you are truly blessed because a lot of people uh, have not made a living out of it, and but you have. You're one of the ones, and you're like a warrior standing on the shoulder of giants, and you know you were influenced by uh, Earth, Wind, and the Fire, Birding White, Jocko Pastorius, Larry Graham. But now, guess what? You're one of those giants.
1: Well, <laughs> I never look at myself as being that that type of. Those guys were like to me revolutionary, you know, because uh, at that time, uh, you know, it was all about the the musicians to me back when I was a kid and the singers, but. The music, as a whole, was to me was better, and and everybody was playing live, yeah, and everybody was singing live. So just to me, it was just the realness of what was going on in in that time. Yeah, you know the, the political struggles, uh, the the racial struggles, and and you know everything. So, but people put that in the
0: I know, but see, it's kids coming up now that's looking at you in the same light. You know, you have been a staple in R&B, pop, rock, and jazz for, like you said earlier, more than 30 years. You're one of the most versatile bassists, I think, in the business. Okay, so you know everybody know people that really know you know you were born and raised in Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee. But what I did not know that you, you started uh, at the age six and you were singing in a Chattanooga boy's choir. That kind of made me <laughs> chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that's was... yeah. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. Uh, I guess I thank my
1: mom for that. She kind of started this whole journey, and uh, yeah, she just kind of. I guess I was singing around the house and beating on stuff and. Uh, Sing along with these old songs back in the day at family gatherings so she decided to put me in the chattanooga boys choir uh at age six and you know it's a pretty serious organization you know you had to audition yeah when five six years old and you know, if you couldn't do what the instructor was telling you to do you probably wouldn't get in you know so mm-hmm. they got, it all started there you know they teach you how to read music they uh, you were learning different languages, and and you know you might sing some something in in uh, Latin one day and uh, Spanish another day. You know, and you sing and learn how to sing in harmony. So yeah, that's that's where it all started for me.
0: Yeah, you know that's funny because my mom's the one that got me into it. So our moms they, they, they saw the magic, the musical magic in us, and they just pushed us forward. And but see, you have oh my god, you've just gone on to incredible. Uh, Uh, ranks of it though, you played with iconic Whitney Houston, Mariah Carey, one of my favorites, Joe Sample, you played with John Legend, you did the Dave cruise. you did the pre-Grammy party, you did Billboard Awards, uh, Grammy Awards, Saturday Night Live, The Late Show with David Letterman, Um, The Tonight Show with um, assistant Jay Leno. Uh, duets, MTV Awards, she played on The View, Top of the Pops uh, show, HBO special, uh, 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 did I say American Idol, and uh, uh, Good Morning America, and so much more. You played with, oh my God, MD for Michael Jackson, Legacy, uh tribute. You played with Jody Watley, Michael McDonald, US tour with Barry Manilow. Are you a fan Just kidding. <laughs> you were the MD for well, the American... I didn't, I didn't
1: actually play with uh, Barry. We were just... We were opening up. I was right.
0: Okay, you were the MD for uh huh. Yeah, okay. So, you were the MD for America's Got Talent, uh, Love Show in Las Vegas. Um, you were the house band for the Winner Is TV show on MBC. Man, you uh, you you were the MD for the Michael Jackson Forever tribute featuring Neo, Smokey Robinson, Gladys Knight, the Jacksons, Jamie Foxx. Christina Aguilera, CeeLo Green. You played with Justin Timberlake, Salt and Pepper, Quincy Jones, Gerald Albright, um, Gospel Legend, uh, Shirley Caesar, 98 Degrees, Patrice Russian, Howard Hewitt, Stanley Clark, Lionel Richie, Maxwell, Paula Abdul, and the list goes on and on. Like I said before, you played with Lottie Dottie and everybody. Well, no, I mean, you know, it was just so impressive. I had to jot some of this stuff down because I was like, Man, Sam has been out there just killing the game. Like I said, you are one of the most versatile bassists in the industry because you have played, like I said, pop, rock, jazz, R&B, gospel. You've done it all, Sam, and everybody can't say that. That's true. I mean, I, I've been very fortunate
1: to team... First of all, I meet a lot of different people, different artists and different genres and, and then be able to, uh, I guess for them to hear or, or at least give me a shot to play some music that's, that I wouldn't normally have played or, or I don't know. So yeah, it's, like I said, it's, to me it's just all blessings and, uh, you just open yourself up for it and then you walk right in that, walk right into that door like you, you belong there. So that's, that's why I approach every situation, you know.
0: Well, I see one thing, you have courage, you have faith, and you believe in yourself, because you you do belong there. And, you know, for me, it's like saying yes, you know, saying yes to the universe. And when you have faith, and you believe in yourself, and you are talented, then, hey, everything just unfolds, and there you go. Right. I mean, you can, uh, like I said, you can always fail. I mean, if if you don't, you can just get up and try again. Yeah. I mean, what's the point
1: of not trying? So that's, a lot of people are scared. Uh, to first of all take the chance to get into that door and other some people are scared once they get in the door
0: yeah <laughs> but ahead. but fear is fear is just not even real I mean if you really just first. examine fear that's something you built up in your mind and you can make it go away just like you put it there right. so you know okay Sam so like what would people be surprised to find out about you
2: hmm
1: oh, sure uh, uh, that I'm a frustrated singer. <laughs> 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 oh
0: my goodness, is that for real though? <laughs> frustrated singer, I didn't know you were going to say that one. Oh my goodness, but no, but you you can sing though, you have a great voice. Yeah, but I
1: can't sing like Tony Redd or some of these other big folks out here well I, I, can hold a, I can hold a tune everybody. yes yes
0: you can and and see what I love uh, about being in the studio, studio with you because you are a singer um a frustrated singer like you said which I don't I disagree with but you hear and plus you play an instrument actually how many instruments do you play because you play several you don't just play the bass you play you tell everybody how many instruments you play you play a lot of instruments
1: well I play a little I, play a little everything. I started on drums mm-hmm that might be a surprise that people don't know about me. But, right. And, uh, yeah, I can dibble and dabble with, uh, I went from drums to guitar, so I could, and then to keyboard, so I can uh, pretty much play any of those, especially for like little studio things or little parts. But right? I would call myself a, a guitar player or a keyboard player or like that, or a drummer. But, uh, for studio stuff, yeah, I can you know, hold it
0: down enough to get the part down. Yeah, and you can, because I, hey, I, hey, hey, y'all, I'm a witness. I've seen him do it. He's amazing in the studio. Okay, so, uh, okay, so, I want to talk a little bit about being out on the road, because that's, that's so exciting for a lot of people, especially people that's not in the industry, people that may listen to this, and they want to hear, you know, they want to hear, like, give us some of the good stuff, you know, so, (laughs) what is, Uh, tell me about, because, I mean, honestly, you know, it's scary moments out there because I've had a few of them. Uh, you know, I, I'm not being interviewed, but I got some stories myself, so I know you've got some. Tell tell me about some of the scary moments you've had out on the road. Uh, I think
1: the scariest moment for me was, uh, let's see, we were doing, uh, I think, one of my first tours with, which was Sheena Easton. The bus driver was falling asleep. Mm. We, we had played Atlanta... And I think the bus was having some issues during the day. So he was working on the the bus all day. So then after the show, we would always go on the bus and leave, drive to the next city. And we were driving to Cincinnati. And I can remember him uh, basically being a little dozy, falling asleep on the road. So Mm -hmm. he pulled over on the side, uh, kind of like an exit where you would get off the exit, but, but not on the exit except. So he would... He pulled off on the side of the freeway and just parked. And uh, man, cars and other trucks were passing us by, and you can you can feel the bus shaking.
0: Oh my goodness! So when up front, I was basically saying, "Hey, we can't park here. You know, this is dangerous." Yeah.
1: So he was like half asleep. Oh my so god! I, just, I said, "Man, we got to get the sense tonight. We had a show that night,
0: so Ooh. we can't
1: be hanging out on the side of the freeway.
0: That's <laughs> horrible. Yeah." So, uh, so anyway, he, I got him
1: back on the road. I stayed up front with him and just talked to him. I'm talking, I'm talking, we're driving through Kentucky. So I'm like, look at the horses over there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. You're keeping them alert, you know. Yeah, I can get them to focus on. Yeah. yeah. Wow.
1: But yeah, that was probably the scariest.
0: Yeah. That, that sounds scary. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty scary.
1: in there and, and he, he, he was, Obviously fired after that.
0: So. <laughs> the man was fired because he was tired. <laughs> they,
1: they can't take those chances.
0: Too. No, too many lives at stake. Just too there's too much at stake. Yeah. So, everything. so. Wow.
1: That was probably the scariest point. From you know, there's been some scary flights too, but no. yeah. Okay. I'm more worried on the on
0: the ground than I am in the air. I know that's right. That's how I feel about that. Okay, (laughs) okay. So, man, you have done so much. I want to hear about some of your favorite performances, your favorite tours. Like, tell me, like a a tour or a show or a particular artist that you were like, man, that was the bomb. That was the best. Because I know you've had that experience. Because you played with everybody. So I mean, you know, it's a safe space. We won't tell nobody, you know, what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 okay.
1: I, I think they're all unique in their own way. Mm-hmm. I, I think my, I, I, you know, the, the thing about me that people may not know is that I love to audition. And I know I'm going back on the question, but it makes me think about. Uh, uh, I got a call an audition from Michael Jackson. Right. This was, I think, it's the bad tour. And I didn't get the gig, but that was probably the best I was excited about. It. I just moved to L.A. too, so this is all I like to say the first couple months of me living in L.A. And that's one of the first calls
0: I got going hmm Go audition. Now, you can walk into this audition. Nobody's there but you and the camera guy. <laughs> what? That, now, that's that's kind of scary. <laughs>
1: yeah. I really. I mean, you just figure, hey, you you performing for the camera. I mean, I guess Mike he's going to look at it at some point. but Right. Oh, so I, I mean, I played, my but uh, I, had, I had a great time for myself.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> was just having a good time all by yourself, a one-man party. That's I, funny. I i'm
1: going to songs. I, right. I just put a little melody together myself and a medley and then I just played. And it was just me. So, uh, but that was, that was more exciting. I, I guess the other one would be, uh, I was happy to do the gig, it was obviously Janet, because just, I just always loved her music. Yes. <laughs> um, hmm, and, quiet is kept, one of the best gigs I ever had was, a uh, her name was, uh, Katie Lake.
0: Oh, guys. yeah, I know, I know Katie Lang. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Great, great
1: wow. people. Yeah. And, it was just, a, again, it was a different music. That I had never really played before, and I can't—I don't even know what you would call it: bluesy, rock, country. Yeah, soul.
0: I loved her voice I'm, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. great,
1: but better than that, a great person.
0: So. Yeah. She just—we uh, had rehearsals in
1: Vancouver, and you know, she just took a team by and took us all out. Wow. You know, she left us little baskets in our room. Said, "Welcome, welcome to my hood."
0: Oh, so she's thoughtful too. Exactly. Oh wow! See, it's the special touches like that that make you remember that you know that awesome. kind of treatment. And so, speaking right. of speaking of you know treatment, another thing I, I want to ask you. I don't think we we've, we've uh, talked about this, even though we talk. You know, we're friends, but I don't think I've ever asked you because now tell the truth. Because you're out there on the biggest stages in the world, you've played with the icons of the musical industry. Do people in your personal life? treat you differently and tell the truth? I mean, I mean, have you seen a difference in how you're, you're you're treated when you like come back from a tour or just be around people you haven't seen in a long time and you know, h- how has that affected you?
1: No, I, I would say if they do, I'm not looking for it, you know. Okay. I, I just, I am who I am. You know me. You know yeah. me for 34 years and, and yeah. I've always tried to stay the same person uh, through the ups and the downs, and I uh, mm-hmm. just try to be consistent with, you know, with everybody, mm-hmm. not just, not just the, the stars, but the, the people who try trying to come up, or, or just, you know, you and the good thing, you try to keep yourself around, I got this, uh, good people, so I, I basically had the same friends for since I was in college, here, yeah. so nothing really changed in my life, I, I try not to, I don't know. People don't really know like that. I don't really let that close to, to be in my family. But yeah. if everybody's cool and they, they're not acting like a superman <laughs> or,
0: right. or crazy, <laughs> right. then, of course, I'll I'll,
1: I'll it up, you know.
0: yeah. I, I think it's important to kind of,
1: you know, appreciate everybody. We're all just human beings on this earth. Yeah. I'm just using the talent that God gave me. And yeah. I've been blessed for it,
0: that's all. Yes, you have, and you know what? You have a great attitude. As a matter of fact, you're one of my most grounded um, I always say this, one of my most grounded, level headed friends who have had major success and I haven't seen a change in you at all. And that often and when I meet other people that I mean, I don't know, their head is so big it it, it can't even fit on the planet. I, I think about you and how humble and you know you've remained and God continues to bless you and I'm like that's the way you're sp- supposed to be Sam's got it right I'm trying you know every day is a, a new day but, uh-huh. you know, I know I definitely don't want to change anything like I, you know you just want to treat people the way you want to be treated so. exactly and I, and I can remember way back when I
1: was that kid down kind of here in school and trying to get on and, and it was me studying and I forgot who it was. I think it might have been Keith Rawls and Jess. Mm-hmm. We, we opened up for somebody. I, remember, I want to say Kenny Loggins. And Ooh, I love him. Big time musicians there. Mm-hmm. And I had reached out to him and asked to, uh, hey, I'm thinking about moving to L.A. or we think about, Can I get a contact, him? you know, a number or something? And
0: right. They, they told me to call the union, you know. Wow. And I remember
1: that. I was like, okay, well, that's a. I didn't
0: know how to take that. <laughs> I know, because you, you were thinking that they were going to be down. and Well, you know, sometimes you come across that sort of thing. I know I have. Yeah. So, hey, I, I get it. And that's why, you know. Gotta, go ahead. No, I, I like the way you, you try to give somebody else a hand to throw a come up. I've seen you do that as well. Yeah, I just,
1: well, you know, uh, when I was here, I was probably 19. I had gotten no uh, I don't know
2: Anthony Lockett from Cameo. Yeah, I know Anthony Lockett.
1: And he took me with him, because he said that uh, they used to open up for, uh, no, the time used to open up for Cameo back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to mention any names, uh, but he told me that, that uh, a certain leader of that group, Cameo, used to... Just treat them back. Treat them like crap. But they were, they were new. They were new artists. You know, they. I think they their first records to just come out of something. And they just, he's getting the bad treatment. Wow. So Anthony just said, he said, "Hey man, just remember that the same people you see while you're up, you see them when you're coming down." That's true. <laughs> so I always remember that. And then, sure enough, uh, uh, Jimmy and Terry were down here producing. Uh, uh, i think their' first record, sos man mm-hmm. and uh so he he said these this is what i'm talking about and, you know he always was cool with them so they invited him to the studio and you know the rest is history of course they blew up yeah and uh cameo kind of you know faded out after a few years you know? yeah but, but uh it just it just stuck with me for all this time that you know you want to keep people the way you want to be treated. And, you know, that's it.
0: Abound, and so are those people. So. That's true. That's that's how I feel, you know. Just treat people like like you said, like you want to be treated, and hopefully it's reciprocated, and, and so on, and so on, and then, and there we go. Right. Okay, so, um, what is your greatest achievement, w- that you would say your greatest achievement so far? uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: I don't know. I I don't know. I, they're all they're all great achievements in a way. I mean, basically, I look at it as a you step into a job, you you do the job. I mean, obviously, it was great to play for for Michael, and you you got like eighty thousand people out there screaming for it. I mean, that was obviously a high.
0: Yes. Uh, I want you know you know what? Now that you brought that up, how did? Okay, how did you feel? when you were playing with him? I mean, did you pinch yourself and say, is, is this really happening? <laughs> I mean, and, and how did it feel to that's, be in the presence of greatness? I mean, iconic, I mean, we're talking about MJ, King of Pop. I mean, ooh, that's that's giving me yeah, chills even talking about it.
1: Yeah, I had just, you know, what really got me was in the rehearsal. Um, because he was, I had just never seen anybody that good. Wow. You know, and I, I was just coming off Jan and some other things, and they were great, you know, but he was just on another level to a point where rehearsals, I, I just had to stop watching him because you make mistakes, watch him. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you like to say, oh my goodness, you can't even stop looking at him. If you forgot that you're on stage, is supposed to be playing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and he'd catch every mistake he got the big ears, so he turned around, look at you, do one of them spin moves, woo, got gotcha, you know, wow.
1: but, but he was cool, very cool, but man, he was just so unbelievable on stage, I just couldn't believe he was that good, yeah. you know, he you was, walking walk to a room and the, he just, he's got all the energy,
0: that's why he was a king of pop, oh, yeah. man, woo. yes, that was just amazing, and for you to have, blessed to be on stage with the King of Pop that just tells you the amount of talent that God has given you as well because he's a giant and you're a giant and you know and that's what motivated me to want to do this podcast because you guys to me are just you know as iconic because y'all hold down the fort y'all hold these people down and and give them the foundation to be great as they are and you know and y- you know you don't get the proper accolades in my opinion so you know ah that's why Sam Sam's I'm so happy to talk to you today yeah okay I have a good one I oh, I have a good okay. question okay tell me because you are so sought after so versatile and everybody wants you on your on their gig I know it was a time because you, you you actually told me about one of them. I'm not sure if that's the uh, story you're going to tell, you know, right now. But tell me about a time when you had multiple offers. Because I remember being over to your house in the session and Mary J's camp call. So um, so tell me about a time when you had multiple offers and you had to choose. And which one did you choose and and uh, when you're looking back on it, do you feel like you made the right decision or did you second guess yourself or, you know, you just, just think that it just all worked out for, you know, the better. Just tell me about something like that. That's that's a real good one.
1: Well, that's, that's happened a few times. Uh, sometimes I'm already on a gig, on a job, so. And 99% of the time I'm going to stay on that job just because I've already committed to it, you know what I mean? So. Uh, in that case, it was, uh, I think I was doing, I think I was, I want to say it was, I was on Backstreet Boys and then, uh, Janet Call. That's what it was, for the All for You tour. But I was already on the Backstreet Boys, so I couldn't just leave. I, I, I can't remember. I, it may not have been, it might have been Mariah, Carrie, or somebody. Anyway, since I had already committed to that tour, I'm going to, see it through, unless it's like, you know, in the beginning, uh, cause I did quit share, that's the only time I ever quit again, cause I, I quit share to do my, that was just for, for me, we, and we had just started rehearsals, this is like the first week of rehearsals, you know, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I try to stay, if I if I accept the job, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay on it, uh, you know, for the, for the duration, um, A few other times. I can't remember. I think it was some TV things that come up. Uh, I was doing the Sinbad show. Uh, Remember he had his talk show?
0: Yes, I remember the Sinbad show.
1: I don't remember the name of it, but... Anyway, I was doing his show, and I was basically flying to L.A. every every week just to play Monday through Friday to come back home on the weekends. And and Janet was going on the Velvet Rope Tour. Now, I did decide to to leave that show... Uh, you know, I try to pray about stuff, and then I usually get some kind of sign, and uh, so I ended up leaving that show because there was a few bass players I could, they could just slide right in, you know, and didn't fine. So I left that
0: show, and then two weeks later, the show got canceled. Whoa, Woo. now see so, that—that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I don't think it was this part. I think it was—I forgot. I—I I, I think they were trying to be, kind of control him artistically,
1: something went down. Yeah. So, I mean, he had some good ratings and stuff, but uh, I can't remember what happened exactly. But, yeah. And, uh, but, yeah. But yeah, sometimes it, it happens and if you if it's an offer, you can't refuse.
0: Like MJ, Michael Jackson? Yeah. <laughs> Who would turn down Michael Jackson? But Cher is cute. Cher, uh, Cher is uh, huge, too. That, I know that had that to be was, tough. That was very tough.
1: That's yeah. probably one of the Biggest mistakes that I ever made. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but you know what? I don't know if it's a mistake. You know what? Because Michael Jackson isn't here any longer. But Cher is. Maybe that door will come back open.
1: Uh, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: But the thing was, it was like Cher, uh, you know, Michael was kind of like, uh, I guess you call it like the stock market. You know, you, you never know if it's going to really happen or not. You know? Right. Great as he was. I just think there was times where he didn't want to go or he was tired. You never knew what was really going on. Right. So uh, when I decided to do his two Millennium shows, uh, I think Sherrod had called me back. Wow. And I told him, I said, well, actually the tour manager told me, he said, well, we know is doing these two Millennium shows. This is around 1999, going into 2000. Mm -hmm. And uh, we just wanted to check and see if he wanted to come back because the bass player was leaving at that time i said i said okay let me make a call so i called the michael's md he goes oh yeah the contract signed we're doing these two shows gonna be great so i called the tour manager back to share and said well yeah they said the contract signed so i'm gonna do this again he said okay cool two days later michael
0: canceled (laughs) (laughs) unpredictability of this industry ladies and gentlemen yeah
1: that's that's the music business yeah (laughs) And Sherry
0: was out for probably two, two years, two, three years. Oh! You know what I mean? Ooh, yeah. That was rough.
1: That was terrible.
0: Yeah, that was terrible.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. That was really terrible. But, hey, you overcame and you at least, I mean, how many people can say they played with the king of pop, Michael Jackson? So, that right there, yes. you know, it's, that's, you know. It kept going,
1: I was... It kept going, I was, right. I mean, it was, that was just a, uh, to have a consecutive, a uh, two three year tour that's, that's just uh, steady like that, that just, that's very rare.
0: Yes, yeah, it is very rare, but she was Cher now. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: that song, what's that song, Do You Believe? Yeah. Uh, that's when, that's when that came
0: out. Oh, I love that song. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, that, you know, that same band is on The Voice now.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Oh that's that's why I would tell anybody these young kids today, you know, make sure you you're making a decision that, that you can be you know confident in because you never know where that is gonna take
0: you. You really don't.
1: You know what I mean?
0: That is some great advice. Yeah. So long as you feel
2: strong about it, you prayed up then cool. Go for it. Yeah. Wow. But uh but you
0: know, and I, I still think I made the right decision at that time. The second decision, the second decision, was not the right decision. Uh oh, tell you us know, about that one. Huh? I said the second decision.
1: Well, I just told you when oh. they called me back.
0: Oh, when they called you back. Okay, I got you. When they,
1: when Cher called back, I probably should have just done it. Just oh my god. Just based on uh, uh you know, I don't know if the base it off okay <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you're basing yeah, it on the uh, fact that she's Cher, iconic Cher, and you know she called you back. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah,
1: you know the bass player was leaving the gate for whatever reason, and they, they, they the MD, who's has been on the, on the voice, same guy, Paul Murgen, he called me, he called me back, and you know, and asked if I wanted to come back, and uh, but the the tour manager already knew that I, would, I might accept the the thing with Michael from millennium shows,
0: right? But
1: I just wish uh, I had had some kind of insight to that, you know. I know. Anyway, all good. Yeah. Uh, you know, other, other things came along. I think I ended up working with some other folks like Lionel. And,
0: yeah, whew, uh, Lionel Richie. I remember you did a New Year's Eve gig people. with him because we had talked right before that, and you after you after the gig, you said he was one of the nicest guys. Yeah,
1: that was that. That was that same time. Yeah, same I,
0: time. Mm hmm.
1: and Michael canceled. Wow.
0: <laughs> okay, so okay, so you did the legendary Bette Mittler's um, residency in Las Vegas, and you were playing with a lot of your friends, so I want to hear about that, because I don't think we ever talked about that. Yeah,
1: I didn't do that. That's probably why we never talked about
0: that. I thought you played with Bette Midler with Mo Pleasure and Sonny.
1: I did. But that was the tour. I didn't do the residency.
0: Oh, you didn't do the residency? You did the tour. Okay, tell me about that.
1: It's about the same. Yeah. I was fifteen. Okay. With uh, myself, Sonny, uh yeah, Mo Pleasure Mo was EMD. Right. And uh a host of other killer
0: players. That was a great band. Yeah. And that was a that was a that was a great
1: gig too because you got to play a lot of different stuff. Yeah. I liked about her gig. One minute we playing jazz, next minute we playing you know, funk. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, she's very versatile. Cause when okay, so when Sonny uh, did the residency with her, you know, I had a gig out in Las Vegas, and he had me some really good. I had, I think, I had orchestra tickets, orchestra seats, and I was right yeah. in those seats, and I saw Sonny on, and I loved her show, I and mean, it was phenomenal. So yeah, I I got to see him play with Bette Miller. That was cool. Yeah,
1: she's she's one
0: of the all great entertainers. Yeah, she is. She's all around great acting, everything. She's bad. Yeah, <laughs> So you know, like I said, you have played with everybody, and it's just awesome. And man, so okay, so what's next for you? What what else are you gonna achieve? What do you wanna do? What's next for the legendary Sam Sims?
1: Well, I'm I just I put out a record last year. Uh, some old Brothers Johnson remake called Q.
0: Mhm.
1: That got to number twenty on the charts.
0: Congratulations, too. That's awesome.
1: Okay, so that was my first single as an artist, you know. Mm-hmm. I have another one out now called uh, Control of Me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I just released the, uh, the rest of the CD last week. And uh, so, yeah, I want to tell people to go check that out. You can go to my website, samsimsbase.com and here's some snippets. And uh, we'll have the, the store's not up yet. We should have it up uh, in the next week or so When you can. If you want to buy, a I say an autographed CD. I'll have those available. But what's next to me after, as of April 11th, I'm going to be part rehearsals with a group called the Chicks, formerly known as the Dixie Chicks.
0: All oh, right, I love the Dixie Chicks. That's that's going to be too much fun.
1: Yeah, so that's another one I'm really looking forward to because it's, it's different for me. Uh, they seem the, the camp seems to be very cool. And, and again, a lot of this comes from the, that member camp because the stage manager, one of the tour managers, was was on the last member camp. Wow! Uh, so that's kind of how that works sometimes, you know.
0: So it's all about also connections and just having a great attitude and 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 connect, yeah, connecting with people and that sort of thing. Uh huh. Having a good attitude,
1: showing up on time. Mm-hmm playing your butt off, you know, that's
0: yeah. important, but, Yeah, but but you gotta live with these
1: people for months and months at a time, so yeah, you need to be cool.
0: Yeah, you need to be cool. So, right. Sort of like a family environment type.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah, and that makes you everything... You gotta a,
1: big, a mm-hmm. man, you gotta know your stuff, or at least, you know, be able to read and, and, and work it out quickly.
0: Yeah, quickly. <laughs> 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 Woo. Wow. Wow. Okay, now, you know, uh, I love Joe Sample, and I want to hear a, a few stories about him, and then I'll let you go, because this is, you know, I mean, I, he's like one of my favorites, and I miss, his, I miss him, I, and, and I, you know, I never got to see him live, and I'm sad about that, but, yeah, and as much as I love him, you know, you would think that I would have had a chance to see him, but I did not, but I knew that you played with him, and you told me a little bit, but tell us a little bit about playing with the jazz legend from the Crusaders, Joe Sample.
1: Well, I, 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 it's funny. A lot of us have the same similar story. And Joe was kind of like my,
0: my intro to the business, more or less. You know? Wow. Mm-hmm. I moved to LA. That was, uh,
1: I started out playing with, uh, when I moved to LA, a guy named, uh, Indugu Chancellor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, so that, that playing with him, everybody would come up. Uh, Indugu played on Billy Jean. Which was Michael's huge record. Of know? course, <laughs> every time he would do a gig, everybody would come out. Zeroed Albright, you know, all these people,
2: yeah,
1: uh, would come out and they would be like, "Who's this new guy in town?" So anyway, to make a long story short, uh, from that gig, uh, I had met, I think, Joe's tour manager, or, and also Sonny was. Sonny had been playing with him free. For the, say that year, my first year out there, so I would go to the show and just, you know, meet Joe and listen to, the, listen, watch the show and just say, "Hey, man, I'd love to play with you one day," you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And one day he called me.
0: Wow. that's <laughs> so and you, you sure. shall receive.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I have to say that's probably the hardest gig I've ever done in my life.
0: Okay, now tell us why.
1: Well, because he was expecting. He, he's got a certain feel, certain, uh, in his music that he wants everybody to kind of play around him. hmm And, you don't know the concept, you just playing the tunes. That's not it. Right. Uh, it's completely <laughs> different than the live show. Wow. So, and what he wanted, in particular, it was like a Latin bass player. Like, oh. if he plays a book, uh, you need to play an accompaniment, compliment, like kind of a, kinda after him or uh, like if he You know you kinda
0: yeah, I got it.
1: following him. Mm-hmm. You're not playing the tune. You gotta play around what he's playing. You gotta be the gotta be to play the changes, but but you gotta be able to move rhythmically with what he's doing. So but I but I when he called me to play, he had a new drummer who didn't know that.
2: <laughs> oh he my goodness who didn't
1: know that. Ooh. Slow with him, and you don't know which direction he's going. And I'm,
0: I'm 24 this time. I'm yeah, yeah. You went behind the ears, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, and I haven't done this gig, and I haven't really studied him enough to know what he wants.
0: Yeah, he's a jazz legend. legend yeah. Course. And ooh, that that must have been uh, tough, Sam. <laughs>
1: oh man, it was crazy. uh, But he pulled me to the side after the show, said, "Man, you can play this, shit, you know, but you can't listen to them."
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you should have said, well, why are
1: they on stage? <laughs> oh, you don't want me to listen to the
0: No, they ain't
1: listening to me. Oh my God. So, when he told me, he said, you can play this stuff, but don't listen to them.
0: Don't listen to them. Was that hard? That sounds That sounds <laughs> tough. Because you're basically fighting. The drummer's
1: just, he was just bashing through, he didn't care. Oh. I, I tried to play with Joe. Right. right? And he would and he pull me aside. Pretty
0: much every night. Oh, my goodness. Say, don't listen to them. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say, well, how about you get rid of them? (laughs)
1: Oh, my goodness. Why, no, because he didn't like them, and and they weren't even
0: trying to listen. Well, why were they on his gig, though? That's what I don't understand.
1: I think somebody, like Sonny, is just quick to do Sanborn, so maybe he was Uh, mad about that, too.
0: Okay. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Woo, boy. Yeah, so, then
1: he? I think Lenny Castro was the other guy. I think he was doing something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bass player uh Jimmy Earl had
0: just left. He was he's doing uh he's on the Jimmy Kimmel show now. Wow. Oh
1: so he just had a whole new band who didn't know what he wanted.
0: Who did so who was the MD? I mean, because that's when you really you really need the <laughs> The Who? Joe
1: so Sample. Oh <gasps>
0: no M D on his game. I know, but when you're the artist, I don't care if you, Joe Sample, you still need somebody. Uh, okay, I guess I don't know what I'm talking about on this one.
1: Jazz. Jazz, yeah. yeah. Freestyle. Yeah.
0: Freestyle. Traditional,
1: traditional jazz. Yeah. You know, it's like stuff. Yeah. So, you know, it, whatever he, one night, it was so bad for him, he just told us to stop playing. <gasps> oh
0: my goodness gracious.
1: <laughs> stop playing. Stop,
0: yeah, yeah just stop. Oh. <laughs> Man, I, you know what, I just felt that little uh, ting of pain. I've done that before, unfortunately. Because when, when the band is just, uh, you know, back you know behind you being a train wreck, and then, you know, you stand up there, or you whatever you're doing, and it's like, you you be like, this is a nightmare. I want it to end, but the people have paid their money to see you. You cannot just say, stop, you know, you have to show must go on, and, and it's it's hard. Oh, my God. Poor Joe. It is
1: hard.
0: Yeah. Paul Jones. Good. He
1: would, uh, you know, he would bring like he brought me in after that. Mm-hmm. With just him. Then he would bring the drummer in later. Yeah. And then we would get we would find some kind of groove at that point. But, uh, but yeah, he just called us out right on stage. Wow. Playing you
0: know
1: Oh. <laughs> <was> a <laughs>
0: Wait a minute! He 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 was cursing at the band.
1: Oh, Joe was notorious. No. <laughs> Yeah. Great, but I learned I learned so much from him.
0: From you him, know, yeah. It was, it was
1: incredible, but you just yes. got to be a
0: lover. I wasn't there. <laughs> I, well, you were, you were still really young, but I mean, he was a perfectionist, but man, his music moves my soul. I just love him. I have always yes. loved his music, his style. The, you know, and when he plays behind other people, like I, I saw this uh, video, him playing behind Jerome, and um, your boy was on bass, um, you know, What's his name? Marcus. Marcus was the M.D., and yeah. it, oh, he has so much finesse, and yeah. it was just the most one of the most incredible performances for me. I felt it, so, I mean, he was just, just he was a man. And yeah. and I did get the chance to see you with George Duke, and that was amazing as well. Tell me a little bit about, okay, after this I'll let you go, because if we could just keep going, because you play with everybody, because I, I wanted to hear a little bit, okay. Two more small stories. I want to hear a little bit about you playing with George Duke and then Whitney Houston, and then I'll let you go. Okay. okay.
1: Well, uh, George was. Hold on a second. Okay. Ah,
0: ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dog? Yeah. Sorry
1: about
0: that. Oh, but that's okay.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, George was totally opposite of say, Joe. Mm hmm. You know,
0: well, he didn't curse y'all out on stage uh,
1: he did <laughs> well let me say this so Now, same thing with Joe I, I, he just he knew what he wanted and everybody didn't know how to get it to him but I talked to you know like John Petitucci or Nathan Ease
0: oh I love those uh, guys five guys
1: have been through the same stuff so right. I didn't feel bad after that right <laughs> now, by, the end of, by the end of the week Joe told me you ain't gonna make it if you want to play with me and I was just I kind of had it by then. I said, watch me, you
0: know. Learned, okay.
1: Much respect. I learned so much from him. Yeah. I, I can play with him now. But yeah. I just it. Right. I, you know. Yeah. Later in now, George was completely opposite. He was super cool. He was a musician's musician. Yeah. I mean, and just, uh, I mean, he just played and he lets you do you. He lets yeah. you beat stuff, lets you do what. You know, you got it. You know what to do. That was his thing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you, got it. you know what to do. <gasps> yeah. He's freer. Yeah.
0: That was, mm. that, was, that was. That's another. I have to
1: say that's one of the most fun gigs I have been on too, because he was a showman.
0: Oh yes. And
1: boy, and boy, could he play! Yeah. Ooh. He could sing and he could, He just did it all. That yeah, was he, kind, of, yeah. kind of what I wanted to. That's what i was aspiring to be. Something like that. Yeah. There. Musicians, musicians that yeah. can sing and play, and, and just let people be
0: who they are. Yeah. You know? If it don't for you, then you get rid of. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, sometimes you you can just let if you just not you know hold that that rope so tight that okay when, once you do that, it's fear may set in, and right. you know then that makes right. their, they make them not do their best. But sometimes when, yeah, when you just let it loose and, and, you know, and so that shows what she, you know, they have respect for what I'm doing on stage and I, you know, and you feel more comfortable, then, then that brings out the best. So, you know, it just depends. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, when I saw you play with George that was, that was freaking awesome. Okay, one more and I'm going to let you go, see, you know, we could we could keep going because you're, you know, you play with everybody, but tell us, tell us about, and, um, Miss Whitney Houston. Oh. Uh, Whitney was great. I, I. I had played with her
1: in, in, in her her best times, and uh, probably I did her last tour. Okay. Before, maybe you know a year before that. Yeah. 2010, I, I think it was. hmm But but a great lady treated us like kings, you know, at first class, everything. Yes. And uh, it was it was awesome, you know. I kind of on the tour I came in after somebody else. It was somebody who was already playing and. I guess he, like you said, the fear factor.
2: Yeah. He was a great player, but, man, for some reason,
1: uh, it just got to him and he wouldn't be able to perform on the stage. So I just kind of, the MD called me, I just kind of fluted. I don't, I forgot where it was, somewhere in England. Mm-hmm. And uh, learned the show in my room. Yeah. And then started the next week. They had a week off, so they replaced the bass player that week off, so. Wow. <laughs> but she was great, great lady. Yeah. You know. I just think they had a lot of, you know, family stuff going on, but otherwise, as far as the stage, he was professional, and uh, it was great. I had no, nothing, nothing bad to say about it.
0: I know, it just, I mean, okay, so Sam, how do you feel being able to have played with the icons in the industry, and you're still standing, and so what motivates you to keep going, because you've done it all. What what what's you know? Are you like the Energizer Bunny? Just can't stop, won't stop, you know, can't stop. Or, or I mean, I mean, what motivates you to just keep going?
1: Uh, I, like I said earlier, I'm just doing what I think God has put me on this earth to do. That's and, awesome. You know, I'm just going to keep going until
0: these hands don't move no more. You know. Yeah, that' right. I got a beautiful family,
1: so I, I mean, I still got I still got young kids right here, so we got to
0: keep going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Little Jessica! Oh my yeah, goodness. Uh huh. Eleven, going on twelve. Wow. You know, my
1: oldest Jordan
0: is twenty
1: four. She's been dealing with me for just for twenty
0: five years now. I know. y'all, you all yeah, you, you, know, you all are a beautiful couple. You have a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. And Sam, we just wanna thank you uh once again. Thank you for coming on and doing my little show, The Red Room. Uh but you know, I just can't wait for all your fans and your friends and your family to hear, you know, some of these stories that they may not have heard or may not know. And, you know, this was just awesome, and I appreciate you. And so tell everybody one more time, give us a handle where, you know, I know you're on IG, uh, your handle again, so people can be out there looking for you in the social media universe. Yeah,
1: my Instagram is, what is it, Official Sam Sims? Yeah,
0: that's it. And your website?
1: website is uh, Okay, and thanks for having me Tony we're you're, appreciate
0: you're it. welcome and you all remember a day without music is unnecessary on that note we're going to call it a day